This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by EpicMerchStore.com, a great platform to buy unique merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands. You can find t-shirts, hats, hoodies, tank tops, and kids merch for bands like Willem Scream, Dead by Stereo, Mute, Coral Springs, Cigar, Voodoo Glow Skulls, and so many more. You can choose between many different colors and sizes, and they also have flat rate shipping costs. I love them! Get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com! Hi my friends, how are you? Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 14. My name is Emily Plamondon and I'm really happy to be your host. I want to be your host forever actually. <laughs> On today's episode I'll present you the first part of the amazing conversation I had with Steve Rawls from Belvedere and this is a stand-up. Today we are talking about the new Belvedere album. Man, I'm so excited. I will also make you two recommendations for Suzy Moon from California and Impavid Colossus from Brazil and you'll get some punk rock news! Are you ready? Oh yeah, let's go! Hello punk rockers! I hope you are doing great today! I first want to offer some hugs to our friends in Colombia. I know there are a few listeners from there and I want to offer my support because, yeah, things are hard there. There are big protests there with lots of police brutality. They have very big problems with the government there. I'm so sorry, guys, and I hope everything will be better. So amazing Colombian punk rockers. Stay safe and stay punk. I'm here if you want to talk. On a more positive note, I wanted to talk to you about the real, real fun I had with the girls from the Sound Sisters podcast, Gabby, Drea and Angela. We are Sound Sisters! We talked about my journey with punk rock, about a quote-unquote ghost story I experimented. Experienced. In the past, I, I don't believe in ghosts, to be honest, but this story is pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, and we also talked about how important it is to stop the women competition and support each other, lift each other up. Yeah, that was so much fun. You can listen to this episode online everywhere. And I'm really happy because great stuff is coming soon in 2021. Yay! Punk ladies and punk gentlemen, we'll talk about the new Belvedere album in a few minutes with Steve Rawls, but I'm also super stoked that Pooh is gonna release an acoustic EP on May 28 and I'm also super excited about the new Descendants album as well I think it's coming in July their new song is Baby Don't You Know it's pretty good and oh they are gonna replace no FX at the punk rock bowling I wish I could go so much and I would think about you my punk rock friends I can't wait to see your stories on Instagram your social media post about the punk rock bowling, I think the energy will be just <laughs> so crazy. Wow. What do you think about the fact that they switched NoFX for Descendants? Personally, I would be very happy because I've seen NoFX uh, many times, maybe like 10, 12 times, but I've never seen Descendants. Oh, that's a shame, I know. I was supposed to see them last, uh, last year at the Rock Lacos Festival in Quebec, but it was cancelled. But it's still one of my life goals to see the Descendants. <laughs> okay, let's go listen to a very nice artist I discovered just a few days ago. Report. 
Station. So the label Pirates Press sent me stuff from time to time and I received this vinyl EP for an artist I absolutely didn't know about before. Her name is Susie Moon. She plays in a band called Turbulent Heart and she used to play in Civet as well. Oh, I love Civet. Uh, but she's going to release soon a first solo EP called Call the Shots. She's playing some punk rock with a little touch of grunge. I totally love it. She seems to be such a great human. Her lyrics lift women up. Yeah, she, she's like super feminist. I think she's gonna play at Camp Punk Sylvania on September 9th. The whole hippie is gonna be available on May 21st, but she already released two songs. Let's listen to one of them called Special Place in Hell.
Trust me, the whole hippie is just perfect. Thank you, Susie. Now it's the time to listen to the interview I made with Steve Rawls. Such a great time chatting with him about fun, common memories we have together and the new Belvedere album, of course. Right after the interview, we will listen to their brand new single called Chromatic. Let's go, Steve. Sorry about sure. my English sometimes. <laughs> sometimes Sorry for my friend. Sometimes it's, it's really funny. <laughs> So, um, I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for, for saying yes. No problem. I want to discuss today about the new Belvedere album, but also <laughs> some personal stuff uh, like uh, how, how you're doing with pandemic. And mm -hmm. uh, I have some questions from the listener too about uh, this is stand-up. So we'll have a, a nice chat about that. Sure. And so we met a couple of times, um, I, I would say recently, and the mm -hmm. two last time we met was really fun. The last last mm -hmm. time we met was uh, when you, you played in Quebec City for a virtual show. Yeah, that's right. That was awesome. Like yeah, last little, year? Yeah, last summer, um, a little virtual show. We flew out for our only trip last year um, so to, to Toronto. And we did some jamming with Ryan in Toronto. Mm. And then we drove up to Quebec City and we did our, um, our virtual show at Lanty Hall. Atlanti. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. And then you guys all showed up and then we... Yeah, we had, had a little beer on the patio. Beer, had distance beers on the patio. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Very social distance. That was yeah. really fun. And how, how was it to play in front of just a Technic team? <laughs> You know, it was, it actually was good. I, I was kind of joking that it reminded me of like the first six years of our band. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know why, what's so hard about playing in front of nobody. We were used to that. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was actually, you know, it was, it was super fun and you could kind of, you know, I talked to a lot of people beforehand online. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we kind of had an idea of like, there would be a decent amount of people watching. Yeah, so it was, it was, really it was fun. We just got to, got to play to lots of people and, and it was great. Um, even though, you know, you couldn't see people. So, um, yeah. but you know, we, at that point we were so excited to just do anything that it didn't matter. And we're, we're thankful that Carl brought us out for that. Yeah. I, I was super happy and frustrated at the same time because I live really close to Lancy. Yeah. I live like at six minutes walk <laughs> and I just couldn't see the show. So I was like, ah, but the, the setup was, was super good. The sound was good. The visual was great and we could share Thanks. a beer after. So it was, uh, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, that was fun. And then what was the time before it we was... <laughs> karaoke when yeah, I was tour yeah, managing? Yeah. You were to you were touring. Uh, it was a tour with No Fun At All and, and Wolfric. So, yeah. and you were, I think you were the tour manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I booked that tour, and um, yeah, we had two nights in Quebec City, and that was that was fun. That was an epic night because yeah, karaoke, oh. Aerosmith, and Def Leppard karaoke <laughs> that night. That was good. We brought some of No Fun at All guys and all Wolf Rick to karaoke. It was <sighs> epic. Oh, I have some videos yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Wolf Rick, oh my god, great people, and I yeah. was I was super sad about Kevin. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah, me too. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was really too bad. Kevin was a really good, good yeah. guy. Yeah, but that night was such a party. Oh la la. Mm -hmm. Oof, yeah. such a headache the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we still had another show after that, or maybe two. I don't know. Uh, you were still. We, uh, they, they were still playing in Quebec City. 
and oh, the band uh, Wolfric was just so hangover. I <laughs> oh my god, that was really funny because I went to yeah. bed at four because the Wolfric guys uh, slept at my place, so mm -hmm. I went to bed directly after. But uh, the next morning they were <laughs> sleeping everywhere on like on yeah. the floor on the couch. It was. <laughs> And, you see, when you're oh, when yeah. you're young like Wolfric, you can do that. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't do that very often. That's a once in a tour thing because um, oh, yes. I think we still had four shows to go. And of course, with me driving and sort of managing things, it was. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we made it. <laughs> Good thing we were in, we were in Quebec City the next day, so there was nowhere to make it. Was we were yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> that was so much fun. That karaoke. I was impressed by your prostrate your um, performance. <laughs> Oh, about, thank you. And about Fredericks from No Fun at All, I was like, holy mm -hmm. shit, that's so good. So, yeah, he did. Didn't he do like a Leonard Cohen song or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, Very good cool. night. But um, so what happened with Belvedere in the last three or four years? Because you changed the lineup, the members. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. you had some changes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we just got to that point. I mean, like we're all in our mid 40s and we've been doing, well, so I'm in my mid 40s, <laughs> others are not. Um, But yeah, you get you get to that point where uh, some people didn't want to be in the band anymore and tour, and so mm -hmm. Scott yeah. and Jay left, and and uh, Casey and I had this decision of you know do we keep going on? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Do I go play acoustic stuff and just do that and just fade away, or do I actually try to make this work again? And mm -hmm. so Casey and I decided that we we did want to keep going, and um, very quickly found Dan um, who had done some recording with Casey at his mm -hmm. studio, and then Ryan who used to live with Casey who lives now in Toronto. He joined as well and, and it's been awesome the guys are great and they're stoked and we were all set to do a bunch of dates last year and then things kind of fell through right before we were supposed to leave yeah i think you take it you took a good decision of keep doing it <laughs> yeah me too i I'm, i'm i'm excited like it and i think it turned things turned out better than i thought they would um but you know mm -hmm. like i say we were kind of gearing up to play about 100 shows last year and so because that uh mm -hmm. didn't happen um casey brought a, a song or two to the mix and we started talking about actually writing uh, oh. a record it, you know so it didn't turn out that way at, at in the beginning we thought oh let's just do a couple of songs and then the you know everybody started throwing some ideas in, into the mix and some and bringing some songs and um before you knew it we had a, a full length and you know then it was just talking mm -hmm. to the labels and getting things sorted out and and here we are so it didn't take long to do this album we we wrote it over i would say nine months in total oh, wow pretty good um so yeah it was it moved you know it went somewhat quick i mean considering ryan lives in toronto and because of covid stuff we couldn't jam all that much <laughs> we, we could We could um, sort of leading up to our tour there in February and March mm -hmm. and in the, the previous December. But then when things shut down, we kind of had to just, you know, do a bunch of writing stuff. And a lot of, you know, we were mm -hmm. either working part time or because or, we were expecting to be on tour. So a lot of us oh, just we stayed yeah. at home and just did a lot of writing. And and uh, by the end of the summer, just shortly after we, we saw you, um, we had we knew it was time to start talking to labels. And then we, we recorded this last December and um, and we're ready oh. to go mid-January. Wow, so, that's yeah. great! Because with pandemic, it's either people are, are being super creative or not not creative at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and and both are fine because yeah, you totally. know this mm -hmm. is this is this is a new spot for a lot of people and and for everybody and and so um, you know some people are like oh that's awesome you can write like all your albums yeah. it's like well it's not the most inspiring time no. <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know. You so, have the time, but your yeah. brain has to be like on the spot. And it's yeah, sometimes 
you know, most of the time I have is, is, is devoted to watching Netflix and watching my kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and usually at the same time. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and sometimes that's all you have in the day you mm-hmm. get up and you're like, I just can't do this. Or, you know, like I, I work for a beer company, so I have, you know, other responsibilities and stuff too. So, um, but yeah, we just, once the momentum got going and we were really excited about mm-hmm. what we were doing, then, um, you know, it, it moved fairly quickly. Yeah. And you, you talked a little about it, but uh, a listener wanted to know what's the contribution of the new members from the mm-hmm. album. So I understand yeah. that they could, uh, because the, the album wasn't written like two years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. so they could uh, participate. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, one of the things that was kind of the requirement to join in the band was not that you could just play, oh. you know, Slaves to the Pavement or something like that, but that you also had to you know, we were looking for people that could write. Um, I like collaborating. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, Casey's the same. We like to write together. And so, you know, they contributed a lot. Ryan wrote a lot of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Dan wrote a lot of great stuff too, like Elephant March, The Rift. That was Dan starting that song, right? And then we all kind of took a swing at it. But, you know, everybody really dug into the music and then we demoed the music Mm -hmm. and then I took it home and then worked on lyrics um, for the while afterwards. Nice. So you, you, it's it's a it's really DIY because Casey worked on it. You all worked on it. So it's mm-hmm. almost like an uh, all DIY album, right? Yeah. I mean, Casey runs Echo Bay Studio, so he's yeah. already he tracked our last record, and he also tr- um, so we mixed it in in the states at the Blasting Room. But he uh, he tracked this whole th- this whole album mm. and produced it, and then um, you know I produced it with him. And he did the mixing and we did the mastering and mixing together. And, oh. you know, we did, I, I've done the first two standoff records there. My acoustic record was recorded there. So it's a good studio. Yeah. And we just, you know, with time, budget and everything around it, it just made sense to go in whenever we could. Because, you know, sometimes things would get shut down three days before and you couldn't go into the I studios. Um, it, it made the most sense to do it there. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. I'm drinking my coffee in my blasting room mug. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. Those guys are, those it. guys are great. Yeah. How is it They're to work great. there? I want to interview them some t- someday. because mm-hmm. it's so like, not mysterious, but like uh, legendary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, we, Casey and I went to go see the descendants. Um, we we're kind of hanging out with, with ah, Bill and, and that's um, great. So we were kind of chatting a little bit before and like we'd already, you know, gone through the whole thing of doing our record there and, and, um, and his, his, uh, his other engineer, uh, Andrew did the record. And so Bill and I have been speaking back and forth for probably 20, 25 years. Um, but that was the first chance we got to hang out with him. And he's such a fun, fun guy, just great storyteller. And, you know, he's, he tells all the stories, you know, uh. he knows everybody. So it's like, you just sit there and, you know, I won't, delve into it but you know it's it's all very cool stuff and and it's nice to be a fly on the wall for that sometimes yeah oh uh, yeah i wish I, i'm gonna ask them for an interview and i can't wait for the to see the documentary too about the yeah. room. yeah so yeah. if we talk a little more about the new album so it's mm-hmm. inside is the sixth sense um mm-hmm. so why did you choose uh, specifically this this title so every belvedere album has five words and six syllables We kind of blew it. We kind yeah. of blew it with "twas hell" because "twas hell" is not really five words, six syllables. But we'll say for the for the you know, doesn't grammatically work out. But anyway, so that's that's kind of a format we've always had. 
Angels live in my town. Fast forward to the tape. Oh God, yeah, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah, so you love so concept, we had to, concept yeah, title like with this well, is. We a stole stand-up. that from SNFU. We stole yeah. that from SNFU. They used to do seven seven words, but um, and then so I was working on the title. I was like, I had about forty or fifty ideas, like blah blah blah. And then we were in the studio, and Casey's like, "How about hindsight is the sixth sense?" We're like, "That's the title." Oh yeah. <laughs> so was- I waste. So I so I wasted a week trying to come up with these titles and he just can't came up with it off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. And what about the lyrics? Cause I love l- your lyrics so much. Thank you. They are uh, all better. There's album are are great. So what inspired you this time? Cause you wrote it pretty uh, recently. So yeah. So. Yeah. It was written all mostly in the fall from September oh. to, to December. Wow. I, I mean, the whole album has different themes to it. You know, sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's me taking on a third mm-hmm. person and pretending I'm someone else. It really talks a lot about like, you know, the plight of a lot of people. Um, it talks about the wealth gap and, and so how, you know, you know, even though we kind of fight as like different parts of the political spectrum, it's really the people uh, above yeah. us that are really pinning us against each other. And totally. so, you know, it does, it does have strong themes, but at the same time, I mean, think overall, it has sort of a sense of hope that if we could stick together on this, we can do really, really great stuff. And, um, you know, there's some stuff, there's some, some mental, uh, uh, illness issues and some things that, you know, I, I kind of touch on and, um, but, uh, and, and sometimes it's just about removing toxic things in your life, you know? So, um, it, it sort of does a, a, a bit of a, Uh, back and forth you know it it tackles a lot of different uh, subjects mm-hmm. and you released already three uh, three or four songs yeah three already three. um there's good grief there's retreat camera obscura and what is the other one again elephant march yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. why did you choose specifically those one to release first well you know i think The first song, Good Grief Retreat, just feels like a good, like, Belvedere song, you ah, know? such a banger, just, yeah. Yeah, it just, it just kind of feels like we wanted something ripping um, that, uh, you know, people could get into. And, and, you know, especially with changing up the some of the lineup and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, you want people to know that this is kind of the direction that we're going with things. And, um, and Elephant March, we wanted to release second was because I thought it kind of, it was a bit of a curveball for some people. It was different than some things that we had done before, but I love that song. And then, uh, Camera Obscura was a song I wrote and I just, I just really enjoyed the breakdown and, and sort of how ripping it was. And it just felt, felt like, you know, three really strong songs. So, um, there's a fourth one coming, um, Mm -hmm. in, uh, I think May 6th before the record comes out and then there'll be another one that comes out as the oh, album's yeah. coming out. Great. Yeah. And that one's exciting because Roger from Less Than Jake is singing on uh, on that one that's coming out um, with the album. Yeah, let's talk about those collabs. You, is, mm-hmm. is, He's not the only one who, who's nope. a guest on your, on your album. Yeah, yeah. So Roger okay. uh, agreed to do a tune. Um, him and I had done this No Effects cover um, yeah. with uh-huh. Mickey and his uke- ukulele. Um, and so afterward that we did it, Roger and I were kind of chatting. We're like, Oh, that sounds awesome. This is fun. You know? And he's like, Oh, you let me know if you, if you have anything else coming up. And I was like, Funny that you say that because I do. Um, and he was totally into it. And like, we kind of, you know, we asked him to go back a couple times and do more stuff. And he was super great about wow. it. And less than Jake and Belvedere have done some touring together. So we knew them. And, um, yeah, so that was great. And then Rody from protest the hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
great um, I want I I love Brody's voice. I have for a long time, and and we've known them for a long time. And it was great to uh, again. We both did these Disney songs uh, mm-hmm. for that Disney comp, and uh, I just thought he he would be perfect on this song. So that's coming up as well on the new record. And then Dylan from Wolfric is also he was. I feel bad because I wrote. I sent a message to Dylan. Like I was going to, we were gonna, about to mix the song and I'm like, there's so much of me on this song that I need like another screamer. Mm-hmm. So I like, I'm like, dude, can you, if I sing oh. you this song tomorrow morning, can you do this song? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And then, so he did it. And so <laughs> now you have three of them on, on the record. Oh yeah. Dylan is great. He has an amazing voice. He's a great performer to uh, on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that next morning um, at the party that, that we were talking about, that was so funny because it was so hangover. So all the other guys went out to eat like ramen, <laughs> but he stayed here and we watched a documentary about, it's the Lady Bird. You know that on Netflix? It's a super sad no, movie about a, a woman hoarding uh, birds. And I was crying. <laughs> I was crying on the couch and he was like, uh, super hungover. Such a great yeah. guy. So it's fun. Oh, I can't wait to hear his voice on your, on your I album. Think, I, think, I think I would just given what's going on this last year, I think I cry on everything on Netflix oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, and I can't wait to hear um, Roger on a very fast skate punk song. Yeah, it's great. It's nice to have him on there. Yeah, great. Um, I, I'm. I think you you probably thinking about touring this album, but yeah. is it complicated now because it's reopening uh, slower, slowly? So yeah, can you so plan I, a tour at this point? We had about a hundred shows to make up, and three three of those tours were in Europe. So we have a lot oh, yeah. to make up. There's lots of festivals and there's lots of club shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, you know, we're going to take another stab at going to Europe, uh, at the end of this year in November. And that's kind of where things are. If not, then it's going to be, you know, probably next April, um, that we'll go and and try it again. I'm hoping, you know, April is the latest, the -hmm. latest, uh, that we'll have to wait to go back over there. And of course we have some stuff kind of tentatively booked in Western Canada and some stuff in your neck of the woods. It's just, can it happen now? Or mm-hmm. do we need to wait another three months? So we're like, we're anxious to go, but we're also not in a rush. So if, mm-hmm. if it's okay to go and you know, everything's uh, in better, a better spot then for sure we want to go. Um, so you'll probably see us sooner than later. I just don't know when. Yeah. It's, I think it's complicated because sometimes we reopen and like a month after it's like, Nope, shut down. <laughs> So I think yeah. it might be hard. And when it comes to, to when it comes to live shows, we can't we can't rely on that. Like we're planning this stuff three four months, so we can't actually. All we can do is put rooms on hold and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, because you know, flying and especially when you go to different countries, it's like, can you even get into the UK? Like you know, so yeah. Um, you know, it, it has to be it has to be for real, where everybody's like, you know they've hit some sort of whatever threshold for vaccinations and, and yeah. they, cause clubs, clubs are not going to open and mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not feasible for these clubs to put on bands mm. at 25% capacity or no. something like that. It has to be like go time or no time. Yeah. And punk rockers uh, <laughs> needs to like have space to do a mosh pit. And like, it's, it's maybe it's better to wait yeah. until we could have a real spirit. <laughs> show yeah like, real yeah shows. Like, i don't know and i love how how people have been very creative this year with the yeah. movie theater drive-in shows and oh, online wow. shows yeah and that's all been great to sort of get everybody there but it, like we got to get back to playing shows again so that's going to require um this mm-hmm. virus to get squashed 
yeah, there's some hope. Vaccination is pretty good. I mean, in Canada, we are late a little, but in Europe, mm. I think it's good. In the US, it's good. Uh, Europe's actually bad. Oh, for the vaccine? <laughs> I hate to tell you, I, I hate to tell you this, but yeah, the like the UK is good, but oh, okay. the rest of Europe, the rest of Europe is not oh, doing good. In fact, the, okay. Canada, Canada's ahead of things there now, but Ooh. I know because I have to talk to all these promoters all the time. So I know yeah. kind of every day. <laughs> People get up and they look what's going on in their city. I have to get up and look what's going on in 40 yeah, different totally. countries. Yeah, totally. Oh, so. And, and even in Germany, it's in different, different, you know, every area has different um, levels of closure opening. So, um, yeah, we're, we won't be going to Europe anytime soon. I'm, oh, I'm hoping, okay. I'm hoping November, but it, I think it'll probably mm. be next year, but we'll see. Yeah. I absolutely want to talk about the artwork of the album. Mm. It's so pretty. Uh, who were you working with for it? And what's the story mm. behind Yeah, so the we wanted to do something a little different because there's a lot of punk bands that kind of have this sort of cartoony illustrations, mm -hmm. and we've done that before for sure. But this felt like a different Belvedere record, and we wanted to go with something that felt different. Um, Heather McLean is a local artist, and she's sort of world, you know, she's known around the world for her her awesome tattoo, so beautiful, and and, yeah. uh, and other art art as well. So um, yeah, so we we talked to her. We were some of the guys are, were close friends with her, and. Um, And she came up with that. And we, we gave her the title. We gave her the some of the lyrics oh. and said, okay, this is kind of some ideas we had. And she just went with it and, and it turned out really great. And so, oh, so she read, um, the, she read the lyrics and be inspired yeah. and like, oh, wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And it's neat. There's actually some double sort of meanings with things like the flower that she's holding is mm -hmm. the iris, which is like the eye, you know, she's missing her eyes and there's eyes behind you. And yeah, it's all good, nice symbolism. Oh, nice! Did you work with Seb? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So once Heather, so once Heather worked on the on the actual picture, um, then um, Seb took it, worked on the topography and a bunch of other elements, um, some texture on the on the album, and he actually did out the whole inlay. Oh, okay. And Seb asked, we've done lots of stuff. We said he's done lots of this is a standoff and yeah. Belvedere T-shirts. He did that Tony Hawk thing with. Um, with Lagwag. And so we all, we all know his, his work and he's great. And um, so mm -hmm. it was a nice, it was a nice balance between having really nice artwork to work with, with Heather and then having, you know, um, Seb do such a great job um, on his part as well. Yes. Really, really beautiful artwork. Uh, one of the best so far this year, in my opinion. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's crazy with the eyes. It's just like so mysterious. Yeah. It's really, it's really um, realistic, which I yeah. like. Yeah. So the album will be out uh, really soon in a few weeks uh, on May yeah. 14th, 40th, mm -hmm. 14th. 14th, yeah. 14th. <laughs> 14th, yeah. 14th, yeah. 14th, le 14th May. Yeah, let, let's switch <laughs> in French now. Uh, no, and, please and don't. I'm terrible. <laughs> you're working with... Try, but I can't. You're working with uh, different labels. So it's mm -hmm. great. I think you're, you'll be with um, Thousand Islands here. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And Lockjaw, Lockjaw. Records in the, in, the e in the UK and the EU. Yeah. So the EU and the UK at the same time. The oh. EK. So Thousand uh, no, Islands is for North America. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And they handle some stuff in Japan and South oh, America. Cool. And then, um, then, yeah, Lockjaw on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. And um, they it's great it, both labels are great like we have these yeah. conference calls with everybody we get everything organized and they're um they're they're super on it and uh and they're super approachable and we we discuss things they listen they 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 give really good ideas um because every time we put you know it's been five years since we've put mm -hmm. out a record so yeah. they know 
what you how to do this and i don't i do this once every five years so um because i manage in book bands like wolfric and drones and mm -hmm. oh drones um, i love them yeah so we were already kind of talking with both labels anyways um and it just made sense that we would, we would do it with them to their song Chromatic you should also listen to the other singles available so so far they released four songs and they are all bangers so I can't wait to listen to the whole album available on May 14th so really 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 soon The last song for today is for a fucking great band from Brazil called Impaved Colossus. I discovered them a few months ago and just wow. Wow, wow, wow. They are from Sao Paulo and play a great mix of melodic punk, hard rock and metal. The vocal is really, really powerful and I'm addicted to the guitars a lot too. They released some singles so far and a full album is coming soon, later this summer. I can't wait! So let's listen to one of their songs called Home of the Brave, released recently. You better be ready. It's pretty intense. Yeah!
with Emily Flamandon. The hardcore band La Armada released a new single for their song Dead on Replay. So good! They also have a music video for it. Check this right now. Their new album Anti-Colonial Volume 2 is gonna be released later this year. Also, let's celebrate May 16 with Lagwagon this year. The band will play the whole Let's Talk About Feelings album live from San Francisco. They're gonna do two sets so everyone in the world can watch on a reasonable time frame. Frank Turner has released a lyric video for his new single called The Gathering. And it's so good. But honestly, how can it be other thing than awesome? Because <laughs> he's a music and lyrics genius, right? And speaking of music videos, Rise Against just released one for the song The Numbers. And it's pretty powerful to watch. We will find this song on their upcoming album called Nowhere Generation. It's gonna be available on June 4th. Oh, that's already the end for today, dear listeners. Thank you so much for being in the crowd once again. If you want to support the show, please subscribe and share it. You can also tag your punk rock friends on the post I make on social medias. Feel free to buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes if you want to financially support the Punk Rocket Show. On the next episode, you'll hear part two of the conversation I had with Steve Rawls. We talked about this is a stand-up, about pandemic life, and how to stay passionate about what we're doing. Be there. Thank you so much to Scott Alquist for the edit, the jingles. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for the sponsorship and for helping me to grow this band shirt collection. <laughs> Funk your life, and see you next week.